Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Let me in. Before we start, Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee! There's that guitar riff I was looking for. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the DWI podcast. My name is PC Tony. I am your commissioner and the commissioner of the United States of the pandemic of the global national United Crisis Universe of Dem Americas. And I am joined, as always, by the other half of the world's greatest tag team never. The, the peanut gallery is not approving me making fun of the pandemic. That's too bad. It's the DWI podcast. You're not listening for coronavirus information. You're listening for a damn good time. And I am joined by DPP. Well, and the you know that whole thing that you said—it's science. Science. It's, you know that you can't you can't argue science, brother. It's it's a fact. You are an architect like and the- a scientist. <laughs> we also have the third member of this triangular triangle 
of triumphant trifecta podcasting, whatever you want to do there with the alliteration. It's none other than the phenomenally funky fresh AJ Balaz. What is going on, guys? And yes, I did disapprove of the pandemic joke, even if it so is science. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to a man who gave me quite the look there. It's none other than the one and only Dave Ungar from the Attitude of Aggression podcast. Also, a man I get to talk to every Sunday right there on Bandwagon Nerds. Dave, I'm sorry, and I'm not sorry. All right, look. All right, this is not Bandwagon Nerds, so you need to revert to calling me Big Dave. None of this Ungar shit. You're breaking the fourth wall, Tony. Fuck. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, Big Dave. I apologize. <laughs> And my wife does not approve, and she's in here harassing me. And we should let people know, though, that uh, this is also going to air on the fifth anniversary show of the Attitude of Aggression Wrestling podcast, a- the magnificent AJ Belaz's debut, Maiden Voyage. We're we're popping cherries, people. We're popping cherries here today. Oh, sorry, babe. My wife uh, definitely not approving of that comment, but she knows it's all for a good cause. Or something. Well, we're talking swing music yeah. this week. Cherry, cherry pop, and daddies. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's 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 move on quickly from that, gentlemen. How Sorry. is everyone? How is everyone holding up? Being being uh, you know kept inside. I know DP's growing a beard. Uh, AJ, you got a nice mustache going on over there. Dave, what 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 have you been doing with your extra free time at home? Besides Nothing. watching movies about Ron Jeremy's penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's really what else what else do you have to do what else would you want to do than watch a classic an american classic like one-eyed monster i mean come on i don't know i mean i'm watching lock and key thanks to my main man pc tunny's magnificent suggestion trying to watch wrestling trying to get through you know some of this stuff and just you know and trying to suspend my disbelief and pretend there's people in the arena that sort of thing and you know other than that it's just the same old stuff, working a lot, just trying to get through from one day to the next, trying not to c- catch this damn thing. Uh, can we, can we, uh, can I, can I talk about the test you, you just took? Sure. Yeah. I, I could tell you all about it. I mean, if you want, Where, if no, you want the, yeah. Explain, uh, so, well, tell the people, tell the people how you had been, you know, led to needing to take the test and, and then what happened from there and what the testing was and how you heard back about it. So, Anybody, well, since this is on the Attitude of Aggression as well, anybody listening to that show for any length of time knows that my day job is as an attorney. And one of the judges at the court I go to got diagnosed with this, got a positive diagnosis. So everybody lost their damn minds, closed the, closed the entire office buildings, you know, uh, disinfected everything, that sort of stuff. And we, my wife and I decided that, well, you know, let's go and talk to the local testing center and see what they want to do. And they listened to the story and they said, you know, you guys should probably get tested. Not a bad idea. So we went in there, talked to the doctor. He listened to the story. He says, he says, well, you were exposed to somebody who we know tested positive. So you guys should probably do it. So I said, all right, fine, whatever. So interestingly, there's like, I guess, a couple different tests that they do. One of them, the more one that people know about more is where they put the cotton swab up your nose. I didn't get that one. My wife did. She said it tickled something awful. Didn't really hurt. I got the swab in the back of the throat. And then, I don't know, like five days later, we still hadn't gotten results. So we called the lab. Like, oh, yeah, you guys are negative. It's like, well, gee, thanks for letting us know that. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, 
the, the, the whole process is just, it doesn't work like it should. It shouldn't be that big of a fucking deal to get a test and get a result and then realize that, you know, we're self-isolating, staying away from people, which you should do anyway. You know, you shouldn't be out there having spring break and all this other crap. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a trying time. And, I, you know, just sitting here watching cases in, in this county, Kern County, just jump radically. Uh, from like we don't have a confirmed case of the resident uh, we got 50 you know and like one day it's like wait a second so yeah i mean it's everywhere i don't know what your guys experiences like in the midwest or i'm not sure where aj is located uh geographically speaking so yeah just just a weird weird situation but everything worked out okay so far you know i'm like breathing a sigh of relief i'm out of the woods and i'm like wait a second this shit's still everywhere so that was just that first phase that we got by that doesn't mean I'm immune from this at all. Yeah, we were coast to coast today uh, from California all the way over to New Jersey and uh, smack dab right here in the middle in Milwaukee. So that's kind of where this show is coming from this week. Um, anybody was, else got any? Go ahead. Dude, Dave. I was I was supposed to be in D.C. today. The Nats were raising the banner tomorrow. We were supposed to be in Washington, D.C. today. Nope. Wimbledon's canceled today. Still stuck. What's that? Wimbledon got Wimbledon canceled got canceled today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. it doesn't look like anything's happening anytime soon. I, I mean, uh, you could seriously start to consider in these sports. I don't know, AJ or DP, how you guys feel about this? That these seasons that were halfway through, they may not just not finish these seasons because by the time you get back to beginning, you're going to end up affecting the entire sports calendar that's already set, basically. Yeah, I think um, the idea was that NBA would probably start with the playoffs, I believe I heard on ESPN a couple of times. And I- I'm I'm with you, Dave, where freaking I had uh, memories from last year since I'm a Phillies fan. Sorry. That's but right. um, <laughs> but I had memories of me and uh, my work friends from a year ago freaking going to opening day there. And I'm like, damn, I really want to be there again right now. All right. Well, let's talk about wrestling because there is something that is going on this weekend that, well, it already happened, probably. I, mean, I think everything already got taken. <laughs> it's already, it's it's over. It's done. It's, it's finished. So, well, DP, let's let everybody know what we're talking about this week on the DWI slash Attitude of Aggression podcast. Well, well we're waiting. Well, it's the big show. Big WrestleMania. She. Oh, you guys are like angels. My, this my, week wife is, my wife's flashing me right now, guys. Black lace bra flashing me. I mean, how am I supposed to concentrate with Dude, this shit going here on? Here we go. Look at brother up. <laughs> Turn the camera, brother. <laughs> See? She, this is what happens when you let your wife watch One-Eyed Monster. They just go nuts about this stuff. <laughs> Nine and three quarters, Dave. Nine and three quarters, that's right. Fifteen. Less... Less but, four. Less, oh, nine and three quarters less four. That's my dimensions. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Do you play that one more time, DP? How many how many boobs did Homer see? <laughs> Guess how many boobs I saw today, Marge? Fifteen. That's it's an odd it's an odd number. And an odd number. All right. This week on the DWI podcast <laughs> slash attitude of aggression podcast, we're gonna preview the only thing that's happening in sports and entertainment and in sports entertainment. That's WrestleMania. DPP, ring the bell. was extra sharp in my ears. I don't know about the rest of you. Was it? Ooh. A little bit. Yeah. 
It's because of the empty arena. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done there. All right, gentlemen. First of all, what what are your expectations? Because we, I, I think we just talked about this pre-show or, or whatever, but there's some titles that may not be changing hands here that you thought would have changed hands before. I mean, Dave, what are your thoughts on how this card could turn out differently as far as, before we get into the matches, as far as, like, results? I, I think... Um... I, I mean, some of the titles that I would have expected to change hands, I, I now I'm very reluctant to say that that's going to happen. I think, you know, before going into it, I thought for sure this is Roman's coronation. That's not going to happen. I thought for sure Drew McIntyre would take out Brock Lesnar. I don't see the point of doing that at this show. Because really, what kind of reaction are you get? Drew's standing there, you know, pandering to nobody because he just took... I mean, this is the problem with this event is that yeah, great. Go on, put it on if you want to have some entertainment, but you can't. I, I mean, honestly, I would not. And I th- said this last night on that on the Wrestle Talk show is that I wouldn't call this thing WrestleMania. Call it whatever you want. Call it Corona Mania if you want to. Have fun with it, but don't call this show WrestleMania. It's not going to be WrestleMania. I just, I think, yeah, the two main titles won't change hands. I didn't expect Charlotte to take down Rhea anyway. I'm almost positive that's not going to happen. Um, I still think, I think Bailey's reign comes to an end, you know, and they and they and they can set this. I mean, we're going to talk specific matches later on, but I think the main, the two main titles that I would have bet pretty good money would change hands. I, I can't see them doing that now. I, it's like, why? Why would you do that? I mean, I I, I agree. Where it's it, it it's just like a house show, really, in this case, where it's. Oh, you might get like the surprise fun thing, but who's really gonna watch other than like the select people that are actually allowed to be in the building? Um, that being said, I do agree with some of the title changes where it should be Bailey's time. But as we said before, or as you said, uh, we will talk about that later. Yeah, it's really tough when it comes to you know talking about your that WrestleMania moment. I mean. You pretty much can't have that at this event so much because you don't like, you know, Big Dave said you don't have that reaction from the crowd. You don't, you know, you're not going to get that pop if, you know, Drew McIntyre finally defeats Brock Lesnar and he finally gets rid of the title. And, you know, that big win for Roman Reigns, you know, some of that stuff's just not going to be there. I think it's, you know, potentially for the heels to win and take a title like Shayna Baszler beating Becky Lynch if something like that would happen is a little more tolerable when you don't have a crowd, but otherwise that babyface reaction you don't get when, when a big title change happens. So it makes it a little more difficult, but I, I'm, I'm definitely interested in seeing how this is going to go because I, I do feel like this being such a unique event and being with no crowd or anything, we're really going to be focused on watching the match and how the progression of the match goes and how the story they tell in the match goes. And we could see some entertaining wrestling and not be swayed by a crowd that's in there. Um, more like the, like the smaller NXT venues where, you know, we see some good matches and, you know, it's a smaller crowd. It makes it for, a, it makes it feel bigger, I think. And, and having no crowd there is going to make those, we're really going to focus more on the match and really critique it and know like, Hey, they put on a phenomenal match despite what a crowd might say, because a crowd might be tired. So let me Let's... let me throw this out to you guys, if I can, Tony. I know we're going to talk specific matches shortly, but are there, looking at the card right now, is there a match on that card that you think 
can can carry carry itself just based on match quality alone. In other words, that you know that you're looking at that saying the participants of this match are going to make this a great match regardless of the fact that there is no crowd there that that can stand on its own in this sort of environment and really kind of establish itself as the match because I agree with AJ this is going to be glorified house show territory WrestleMania is going to be a transitional event to whatever comes up in June July August SummerSlam that sort of thing SummerSlam is going to turn into this year's WrestleMania I think and this is going to be transitional but is there a match that you guys are looking at saying you know that one right there could really definitely steal the show and stand on its own and it doesn't need the crowd to make it stand out it's funny to me, the one that pops out is the one that would probably get the biggest crowd interaction with the match, and that's Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan. I think Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan are going to have a great wrestling match, whether it's in a broom closet or in the middle of Ford Field, you know, um, <clears throat> Silverdome, Superdome, whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> PC. <laughs> PC Dome. Yeah. It's, it's just the fact that those two guys are probably just going to be more excited to wrestle each other, you know, and, and they have so much reverence for that intercontinental championship. I mean, anybody else to have one that pops out to them? That was the first one that popped into my head was that match. Uh, the second one. Oh, don't figure mind. we agree on something. Yeah. What a surprise. Huh? Boy, it's not the DWI podcast. The PC and DP don't agree. Uh, the new day and the Usos and whoever might be filling in for the Miz with John Morrison and that ladder match could be a really awesome match because anytime you get you know the usos and the new day in there they always put on phenomenal matches and i could see them doing something really great even though there's no crowd so that would probably be my my second one that i would say yeah i'm gonna agree with pc's roh originals pick but it's not going to be Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn. I'm going to go with the other Ring of Honor match with Rollins and Owens is probably going to be a really good match. Where okay. there's chemistry there. They actually show a good story. I'm not the biggest fan of Rollins. I'll be the first one to admit that. But it's still it still should be a good match. Rollins can wrestle with majority of the people. And Owens is entertaining as hell. So it, it'll just write itself, basically. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff, guys. I yeah. I mean, I, I agree with all that stuff. Should we run down the card and see what we got, fellas? Let's run it down. Let's run it over. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's funny because it's what I where I'm looking at this match card. It has four matches under other matches, and of these other matches, I think let's only talk about one of them. It's not Otis versus Ziggler. It's not Elias versus Corbin. It's not Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. If anybody has anything to say about those three matches, speak now or forever hold your peace. Black versus Lashley has the potential to be interesting. That's all I'll say. Out of out of the three you just mentioned, that's the only one that's remotely that that anything happens with me internally that I look at that and say, okay, yeah, I mean that could be good. I mean it could be a state. Alistair beating a guy Lashley's size would be a good win for him, which I expect to happen. The other two, forget yep. it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Pre-show. Is there? There are pre-shows both nights. Those are pre-show matches. There we go. All right, let's go right back to AJ. You brought up Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. How do you see this match going? Go ahead. Let's just give predictions right away as we're going along. How 
I see this match going, because, hmm, I know that through the rumor mill, the, the dirt sheets, uh, something might be going on with Buddy, he might be like one of the sick ones or something, again, that's just rumors and speculation, but I, I would not be surprised if they decide to give the win to Rollins here, since Owens has been giving him so much crap since screwing with him at the Royal Rumble, making him lose the tag titles with... Uh, Buddy Murphy against the Street Profits on their third match against them. I see a little bit of retribution for the bad guys. I I see Rollins actually coming out and beating Owens, finally getting the redemption that he deserves. You know, a couple months ago, I would have said that this was going to be Kevin Owens uh, winning this match and finally getting, you know, over the group that is the Messiah and I don't, do they have a name? I forget. The Messiah, not, the disciples, no. uh, basically. No. So Monday asked, night more, Monday night morons. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go I, ahead. I asked Vince specifically on Twitter when they first formed not to name them. So he didn't. Very good. <laughs> that's it's finally, that's it's a finally true story. Listening. All of it. So I would, uh, you know, based on the way Seth Rollins and AOP and Murphy were, were taken down, Kevin Owens left and right, and Samoa Joe, and then the uh, the War Raiders. I'm going to call them the War Raiders. That they were, you know, this was the time for Kevin Owens to finally get past the story, get his win, and move on. And now it's it's almost fifty fifty because, like AJ, like you said, you know, Kevin Owens has kind of been getting the better of him for the most part, you know, by doing all this goofy shit and you know taking him down and uh, kind of getting the advantage at every time we've seen him on Raw. So except for this last. Raw where Seth Rollins hit the curb stomp at the end, but it's uh, I think it's gonna be 50 50. I think it is gonna be a really good match, like like you said, uh, AJ. They, they do have the chemistry, the history from Ring of Honor and everything like that. Uh, and uh, as much as I'd like to think Seth Rollins is gonna win this thing, I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards Kevin Owens now, still, because more rumors about possible Seth Rollins taking some time off after WrestleMania as well. Um, and I think Kevin Owens just needs it more than Seth Rollins at this point because Seth Rollins has his group. I think he's going to be okay. I think he'll move on, and they can still kind of you know do their own thing, and Kevin Owens is kind of just floating in the wind right now and doesn't have any direction, and I think this would give him a good boost to get up to maybe a title shot, uh, depending on who holds the title. He could go against you know Drew McIntyre even as a babyface and be okay, or you know against if, you know, Brock Lesnar holds on to it. He'd be, you know, he's a great talker and can really sell any type of match he wants. So I think, especially with the summer months coming along, he'd be a great person to have get a world title match somewhere in these upcoming pay per views that are in between WrestleMania and SummerSlam. So I'm I'm leaning towards I'm sticking with Kevin Owens winning this thing. You know, um, I this is the first time I've had AJ on my show. You guys are very familiar with him, but I'm ecstatic that he's here because the guy's very smart. When he said that this feels like a house show, I think he's he's perfectly on with that. And here's the thing. Because it is going to be a house show in a lot of places, I think like Dan's saying, this is a 50-50. This is a wobbler. It's right on the edge. I think in those type of situations, they're going to take a house show mentality to this and say, nobody's here in the arena. We're not going to get a reaction. Let's have the people at home feel good about something. And let's give them what the people at home want. The people at home... By and large, want Kevin Owens to win. 
I agree. I think it's going to be a good match. We've seen them back when KO had the Universal title and Seth was chasing it. Those That Hell in a Cell match was fantastic. So we know these guys have good chemistry. But I think it, it's a toss-up of a match. But I'm going to go in that situation when it's a, a toss-up. You know, Ty goes to the baby face. And I'm going to go with Kevin Owens to win this thing. Yeah, I got Kevin Owens as well. I, I believe in the rumors that Rollins and, and Becky Lynch are, are taking a some time off. And, and whether or not that Vince could have pushed that off if WrestleMania was coming in like normal and he wanted to stick them around for maybe an extra couple weeks. But what's the point now, even coming into this, even if this match is taped, he already knew that this is the perfect time to give them off. The perfect time to give off, you know, one of your top three men and one of your top three women in the company, right? So I got Kevin Owens like the rest of you. Let, let's let's do three gimmick matches in a row. You guys ready? We'll start with the one I'm looking forward to the most, and that's the Firefly Funhouse match between The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and John Cena. Dave, I see you. You got the look over there. Not as interested as you are in the One-Eyed Monster, that movie, but you seem a little bit interested in this match. Dude, I was in San Jose for that stupid Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt. What the fuck was that thing called? <laughs> What was that fridge. match called? Randy Orton's fridge ended up having a Twitter account. <laughs> right, right. And, and we're just sitting there, and this is back when Gator was still a part of the show, and we're in San Jose for, what was it, Payback? And I don't even remember what that stupid match was called. It's the but Wyatt Compound match? I think I don't, it was the Compound match. It doesn't matter. Because, like, they're showing, like, we're watching that stuff, and they're showing the cars are driving up this dirt road, and it's pitch black out, and we're, like, looking out the windows of the SAP Center in San Jose, and it's bright sunlight out, and we're like, um, what the fuck is going on, you know, and that sort of thing. <laughs> this match has all that and more wrapped around it. It's going to be a train wreck. Uh, I, I just, I can't, I mean, I want to so much say that, yeah, this is going to be Bray Wyatt going over John Cena. But, you know, again, <laughs> in this environment with this type of WrestleMania and all this stuff going on, I'm sure John would have loved nothing better than to put Bray over in front of 80,000 people in Raymond Jason Stadium. But without that, I'm really torn as to say, well, what what does the Fiend really gain from beating John Cena in a pre-taped vignette-laden match in some backwoods compound somewhere in Orlando? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm just gonna go with John Cena on this thing, man. I, I, I if it was normal, I'd go with Bray all the way. In this type of environment, I don't see what Bray wins from winning this sort of a match. And and because they're doing it this way, that it's gonna be like the the house wasn't it the house of horrors match or something like that so it's going to be similar to that i'm going with john cena to win this thing really let him string this thing out john can get a win Bray can recover no one's going to be there to see it anyway except people watching on the network i i don't want to do it because i think john would rather go the other direction but given the circumstances i don't see what bray gains from beating john cena in some staged campy b Harv, unless unless Ron Jeremy's disembodied penis shows up and changes the tide of the match, I'm going with John Cena. <laughs> Come on, oh, get up! Dude. Knock off your napping! It's a crazy, messed up place where anything can happen! There's a chair that freaking talks. Hey, look, there's a fish that give advice. Holy crap, it's screwy! In Peter's Playhouse! Oh man, <laughs> that's about what it feels like. Uh, yeah, I, I have no, we have no, no idea. If, you, if you've got, if you've got Vince, uh, you got a hotline to Vince. Can you kind of, like talk to him and see if he can't get that 
disembodied penis prop. <laughs> Have that be an Eric Rowan's new cage. Now that would be awesome. <laughs> With a sign that says property of Val Venus instead. Yes, <laughs> perfect. Maybe, maybe we can get Mae Young's hand and the disembodied penis together. Oh, God. Up with. Uh, I'm, I'm in. I'm in like in there like swimmer, like you would say, Tony. There we go. DP, go, you played that beautiful clip from Peter Griffin. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Lois, should we have when I fried it? Yeah, that was awesome. All right. Tell us what we got. What, what your thoughts are on the Firefly Funhouse match? Yeah, it's 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 kind of got that same vibe, but with you know I don't I don't know what they're gonna end up doing here. You know, it's it's we have no idea what to expect. I assume the the puppets are gonna be involved somehow. Hello, uh, but you know it'll be it'll be very interesting. I I I just don't even know what to expect. I don't even know what to say. You know, it's probably gonna end up being something like that kind of match where you know he starts off in some house or whatever it's going to be his you know his new house or whatever and end up finishing in the ring and everything but i i agree i just it's tough because he, i'm sure that's exactly what john cena wanted to do right to put him over in front of 80,000 90,000 people he's not really going to be able to do that but again i don't see a reason why the fiend needs to lose at any point I, you know it was stupid for them to give him the title so early because they had to make up this whole thing with goldberg basically to get it off him because they had nowhere else to go. And if you have, anytime you have basically this the Fiend character lose a match, it's just killing the credibility. It's the same thing they did to Bray Wyatt when he was Bray Wyatt. And now they're gonna, if they're gonna have John Cena beat him here, it's the same thing that they're doing with the Fiend. So you're basically killing that character if you have him lose any matches at this point. So I, I'm still, I gotta say, Bray Wyatt's still gonna come out on top of this thing. That's probably not what they wanted. I'm guessing with not having a crowd, but you still got to have them win the match, uh, whatever way they want to go. I, I don't know if maybe they, they come back to this John Cena fiend match at SummerSlam when things get back to normal, but Bray Wyatt's got to, got to keep going and have the win here. No, he's talking, but not talking. <laughs> oh, he, mute, he, he muted himself. I, but uh i mean we're talking puppets and disembodied penises fun houses finishing in the ring are we sure we're not watching the one-eyed monster we might be (laughs) but uh i i agree with dp there's no way that we can have wyatt lose to cena again technically would be the third time because of um mania 31 i believe where it was the rock and cena helped fight off the wyatt's and then 30, we all know that match. <laughs> match. But, uh, Operative word, match. Such such disdain from a young man. <laughs> but uh, I can't. we don't know what we're going to see from the Firefly Funhouse match. It, it'll probably have the backdrop with like all the segments. It'll probably have the puppets, like you said, DP, joining in and messing with Cena, but the entire, all the promos that Wyatt has done so far on SmackDown have been getting redemption at Mania 30 where, you know, you see Ramblin' Rabbit go, oh, you're trying to get back at him because he beat you six years ago. And Wyatt's just like, uh-huh, yeah, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, but yeah, I don't, I don't see Wyatt losing this match at all. He needs kind of the redemption after the negative 
reaction of losing to Goldberg. Yeah, Cena, Cena can't win this match. Uh, the one thing I want to see most, though, is I want, I want it to start in the ring and briefly head right to the back and into the Firefly Funhouse set. That's all I want to see. I want to see 10, 12 minutes of them having a match at the Firefly Funhouse set. And, you know, the only way I see Cena here is if, like, Wrestling Rabbit or whatever, Ramblin' Rabbit, whatever his name is, he helps Cena beat Bray Wyatt. That would be fucking hilarious, okay? Just because that's the one guy animal he has a feud with on his show. All right. <laughs> that's that's how I go on there, Dave. You, you can shrug your head all you want. I don't give a shit. Hey, I... I hope you're right. I just am just terrified that I'm going to be right about this thing. And they're going to put Cena over because like, ah, fuck it. You know, all of our plans are screwed. Let, let's go with what we're what we're comfortable with. Let John win. Well, I was the lone wolf with the Rollins-Owens match. All of you said you Owens. Were, I said Rollins. You were? At least it's not all unanimous. So that makes it almost worth watching, right? Almost. Almost. Only if it had a disembodied penis. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we, don't we know. need a gimmick that we need a gimmick battle royal again we don't we don't know what's under uh rambling rabbits there uh you know <laughs> oh no see man they they blew an opportunity if rowan had that disembodied penis in that pen the whole time that whole thing would be totally different right now <laughs> i digress. i doubt that i doubt that that spider measured nine and three quarters inches in diameter let's move on to the last manning last standing match as i try to gather myself here Randy Orton and Edge. This one definitely will not be taking place entirely in the ring. I can guarantee you that 100%. Uh, Dave, you're shaking your head. You know, give us your thoughts here on on Edge's singles return from nine years. Earlier, I asked you guys about a match that you thought could stand on its own that didn't need the crowd, and this is one of them right here. Edge and Randy Orton can put on... The type of match that, I, I mean, you're talking about Edge, a Hall of Famer, Randy Orton, a first ballot Hall of Famer, two of the best to ever do it in, in this kind of environment. And I mean, and there's been so many storylines leading into WrestleMania that just have not been interesting. Uh, this has not been the case. They've built this one really, really well. Edge's return has been handled very well. I, I know you would, you know, and a last man standing match is something where, yeah, you don't really need the crowd to make that pop. You know, it, sure, it'd be great for Edge to get that 80,000-person reaction when he comes out, but he already kind of got that at the Royal Rumble, so okay, well, we've already seen that. You know, it's not going to be that different. Uh, so this one's going to be an excellent match. Uh, there's no way I think Randy Orton wins this thing, given everything that's happened, concertos, RKOing Beth Phoenix, Edge is going to win this thing. It's going to be a hell of a match. I think they're going to tell an excellent story. I hope that this is like the main event of night one. I think that would be the perfect place to do this match. It would be the main event of night one. Go off the air with Edge victorious. Move on to night two. I'm taking Edge to win this last man standing match. Yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> it's hard to disagree with that, uh, especially with this being Edge's return. Everything that's been going on with Randy Orton and all the you know, things he's done, like you said, Beth, Beth Phoenix and, uh, geez, I don't even remember who else was in there now. Uh, oh, Matt Hardy, uh, that he did it too, you know, yeah. all the lines. He beat Matt Hardy's ass so bad he had to go to AEW. That's an <laughs> ass whooping. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm guessing this, 
it's just it's kind of unfortunate for Edge. I mean, I'm sure he, you know, this whole pandemic really ruins his kind of return, and I'm sure he wanted that WrestleMania pop, but you know, he's not going to get it. And hopefully, he's going to be able to be around for a little bit longer, and, and maybe can get it next year WrestleMania. But you know, who knows? We'll see. You know, seeing how his health ends up going, um, I, I I feel like this match um, should be extremely physical and brutal. But I don't know how far they're going to take it because with Edge being, you know, I'm sure Edge doesn't care necessarily and just saying, let's go, I'm healthy. You know, I don't want to take any, you know, I don't want to short anything because I'm scared I'm going to get hurt. I think he's going to go all out. Um, but there is that aspect of, you know, it, it could happen. And so maybe they, they hold back a little bit, but I hope they don't because the last man standing match, like you said, it's probably not going to stay in the ring. It's going to go all over the place. As long as they don't end with uh, laying a forklift down on one of these guys, I'll be happy because we've seen it twice already, and you know we don't need to what. <laughs> you didn't like that, you know, like Super Bowl Thirty Two halftime. It's Foley. That <laughs> no, was that great. was fine. But then when they did it again, it was... <laughs> me, and, me and Satchel McFlippins watched that at uh, Roll Mines. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Excuse me, what Nate Satchel McFlippins? Is that real? That is real. He's, he's the uh, he's the supreme overlord of Compu Global Hyper Mega Nate. Anyway, Dan, as you were saying, is he <laughs> once again a true story? Who asked? <laughs> so you have her true stories, Tony. That that's you are the you are the pillar of truth, my man. <laughs> but I see this match ending with Edge finally getting the concerto on Randy Orton, since we haven't seen that yet. It's probably going to finish with that somehow and him getting, uh, you know, the 10 count and winning this match. So I, I can't see any, anything happening other than Edge winning this match. So I'm going with Edge. Yeah, I think this is the unanimous vote where we all think Edge is going to win. There's no reason why he shouldn't win. <clears throat> it's his singles return. Everyone, like like Big Dave said, freaking everyone heard that pop at the Royal Rumble. Everyone gasped. Everyone loved it. No one expected You Think You Know Me coming out. and It was just amazing. And then, of course, WWE forgetting that, hey, this is his first beer in nine years. Let's uh, not show this, but we get to, <laughs> we get to see. <laughs> hey, it was it was there when they re-showed it on Raw a couple weeks ago. Okay, and they got the camera angles right. Uh-huh, the unused footage. They did the same thing with uh, probably another match that we're going to talk about next, but... Um, but there's no way Edge should lose this, even if it is a, like we said, an overglorified house show. Edge coming back after nine years, being told after Mania 27 that he's not going to wrestle ever again. That's perfect. And who better than his former rated RKO stablemate, his apparent best friend that can still RKO wives and whatnot in Randy Orton. Probably one of the safest people that you could probably wrestle against. I just Randy's gotta learn I gotta stop RKOing people's wives because I'm just gonna lose my match. <clears throat> Twenty five Triple H <laughs> You're not supposed to remember that AJ. <laughs> Shh don't tell anyone. I I Edge has to win. Right, there's a lot of matches here where just people have to win, you know, especially since we're coming up on this break here. What, what kind of taste would that leave lingering in your mouth if Edge loses and now where you don't have wrestling for six weeks? So 
I agree with Dave. This is a match to watch. Th- this is going to be good. This is going to be good, you know, in the parking lot. It's going to be good in the gymnasium. It's going to be good, you know, in 10,000 seats. It's going to be good with 100,000 seats. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I, I really think that they're going to be able to hide a lot of bumps that they would have to take in using the last man standing match thing. There's a lot of ways that they can make each other look like they're taking a good bump and it's not going to be as bad going into something that's not as rough as the mat or the floor. That's just my opinion. I'm looking at the logistics of how they're actually going to have this match come off protecting edge. So uh, I look for a huge RKO and I obviously the end of the match here is a spear and I love whoever's idea was to have it be the main event of night number one. I'll take credit for that. I'll take credit for that. Thank you. (laughs) There we go. All right. The last of the gimmicks match matches Uh, Undertaker, AJ Styles, your thoughts on this being called a boneyard match instead of a buried alive match. And do you see Michelle McCool and possibly lay cool getting involved to help the undertaker considering he invited those two ass clowns, Gallows and Anderson to show up if they felt like they could. And, Chris Jericho saying that he had no problem with The Undertaker saying, using ass clown, The Undertaker could use whatever the hell he wants of his. Dave, you're shaking your head. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I love Taker's promo the other night. That was fantastic. Uh, you know, it certainly looks like there's at least a reasonable chance you get American badass Undertaker showing up for this thing. But uh, really, what are we talking about? A, a buried alive match is—is is that really with a with a, a a deadly virus sweeping the globe? We're going to have a buried alive match. I, I I don't know if that's the best PR strategy I've ever heard of by Vince. But then again, what the hell does Vince care? Uh, I think that's why they renamed just, it. Know, I think that's why they're calling yeah, it the Bonehead th- Match. <laughs> but that's what it's going to be—is a buried alive match. I mean, you know. especially, essentially, that's what they're going to do. Um, and if if we're talking Gallows and Anderson versus Lay Cool, I got my money on the OC all the way on this thing, you know that sort of <laughs> stuff. But I, I got to figure Undertaker's got a few tricks up his sleeve. You know, you got maybe you'll get a Kane sighting. The Brothers of Destruction will come in here. Um, you know, I I I don't. I mean, this one's this one's tough. I mean, even if it was the regular WrestleMania, I would still be having trouble because I'd want to think Taker would put over AJ. Taker singled out AJ. He picked him, handpicked AJ himself. So he's got to have a tremendous amount of respect for AJ Styles. And he should have a tremendous amount of respect for AJ Belaz as well. But that's another story entirely. I, uh, I, I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with AJ Styles on this one. I mean, I, I do want to... I'm tending to that whole house show mentality in my head saying... It'd be great have Undertaker, you know, send the fans home happy. He just beats the hell out of the pompous prick who is AJ Styles and that sort of thing. But I just think if it comes down to a sheer numbers game and it's the OC versus uh, Lay Cool and Kane on the outside, I got to figure AJ Styles is going to hit some phenomenal forearm out of nowhere or Styles clash Taker into a grave somewhere and bury him alive or whatever the hell they're going to. I. <sighs> I don't know. And this one's really hard for me. I'll go with AJ Styles to win this thing, but I'm my confidence level is very low <laughs> on that prediction. 
I'm going to predict AJ Styles here because I like there could be a match where Taker's gone now for the summer and he's unburied for SummerSlam. We could have that comeback around the block there. I'll just I'll leave it there. DP, your thoughts. Let's let the phenomenally funky fresh himself, AJ, finish this topic off. <laughs> I would have the streak is over, right? I don't know if we still use the streak as as calling it the streak anymore. Your cat's pissed off because the cat Gizmo didn't want that streak. He wants to be buried alive too. I think he's gonna get buried alive. <laughs> yeah, Peta, yeah, Peta, send funny. your concerns to at it's me DPP on the Twitter. Yes, please send, do not send direct them to at podcast DWI. Peta, send your hate tweets. The thoughts of DPP do not necessarily reflect the opinions of DWI podcast or attitude of aggression. <laughs> Thank you for throwing me in that disclaimer. I appreciate well, that. You hey, good call back with the uh, the dark side too. Yeah. Um, the Undertaker, yeah, like I said, the streak is done. But you know, the streak was was held, you know, for losses to Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns being the guy that was you know going to be the guy to take over WWE and be you know the the leader of WWE for the next few years, whatever. But I, I don't see him doing this for AJ Styles. I just I think AJ Styles can sell this off when he loses as being pissed off that he got buried by the Undertaker and take this through the summer and move on and, and he can he can get past that no problem. I just I just don't see the Undertaker losing this match for that reason of to just put over AJ Styles. I think AJ Styles is over enough. He doesn't need it. I, I do like the idea of Kane being involved. I'm sure Michelle McCool is going to get involved. I see a, her throwing her, I forget what she calls it, but she did this, you know, the Styles Clash as she did. I could see her. Breaker. The face breaker. Thank you. I could see her doing the giving the face breaker to AJ Styles or uh, Carl Anderson. Probably not Luke Gallows so much, but uh, he's a little too tall. But you never know. But I could see that being the finish somewhere in that. And they could all. I, I do like the idea if 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 they would have AJ Styles go over, Undertaker comes out and they could have a some kind of handicap match at SummerSlam with Undertaker and Kane versus the three of these guys versus the OC. But I think they could go to that either way, even with AJ selling this thing through the summer of him not being able to take down the Undertaker at WrestleMania and they can come back to it and have a bigger match at SummerSlam. So I, I just I see Taker still winning this thing. I love that he's doing a little more of the American badass gimmick and not being straight Undertaker. I, I really like the way he did that character back then, and you know it's kind of cool to see him doing something a little different. So I still see Undertaker winning this match and disappearing till SummerSlam, and then maybe he comes back a little earlier just to you know actually have a crowd to go off of as opposed to just coming around for WrestleMania. As much as I would love to hear either a dead man walk in or hell even rolling from Limp Biscuit, you know that the get it. You know the phenomenally funky fresh AJ Blast. Dead man walking. You've done it now. Undertaker, that's Undertaker's music. Yes. <laughs> good, you good job. Well. Yeah, there one point go. for me. <laughs> Suckers. But you know, I'm going to go with AJ. Hell, I'm even wearing an AJ shirt right now from TNA. 
I'm just happy you have pants on. <laughs> Do we know that? Did, does he have pants on? Are we sure about that? Chest <laughs> up, anyway. Um, <laughs> but as much as I agree with it should be a bigger crowd to either root or boo AJ for beating Taker, so like a SummerSlam or Survivor Series match since that's when Taker debuted, AJ it makes sense for him to win only because the backstage uh, segment that he had on FS1 where it was like, what better way to learn from from Taker than to challenge him, especially at his yard, his kind of match. A uh, boneyard match, which I don't agree with at all. Because, yeah, the coronavirus and calling it a buried alive or a casket match sounds bad. If they wanted to call it a boneyard match to be, and not trying to take from Tunny, PC, they showed one of the manias on Sunday. I think it was 32 or 31. I can't remember off the top of my head. But they have Corey Graves and Tom Phillips talking about different matches. And it was like, oh, AJ and Taker in a Boneyard match. And Corey legitimately goes, this is going to be like a Buried Alive or a Casket match. Call it that then. (laughs) Everyone knows it's that match. Well, you know, times like these, you got to be PC. Some of us got to be PC all the time. All right, gentlemen. At the risk of making this – at the risk risk of hopefully making this not a four-hour podcast, how about a little tag team match lightning round? Here we go. The Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Dave, I got Cross and Bliss because I love what they're doing. Title change. Uh, I'm going to go with you on that one, too. Bliss and Cross. I think Kyrie Sane's days in WWE might be numbered. Uh, I know she's been in Japan with a, something going on. I think she got married or something like that. It's time to get Oscar back into the single scene. Let her start dominating, or, or hopefully do that. But I, I, yeah, let's get a let, let's have Alexa. Let's have a tie. This is a safe title change to make. Let's have Bliss and Cross win this one. I'll go with you on that one, Tony. Like with every other women's tag team champions, they've defended them once and then lost them the second time. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross win the titles here. And by unanimous decision, Bliss Cross to get the titles back. And unanimously, we'd all play with Nikki as well. So, uh, I think another one that's going to be... I think this match is really easy to predict. Street Profits taking on Angel Garza and Austin Theory. Though I like the pairing. Uh, AJ, you see Street Profits not... You see the Street Profits losing the straps here? No, Street Profits retain. Come on. You just randomly throw in Austin Theory, who just got into NXT. Come on. DP? Even with Andrade in there, I didn't think they were going to win him either. So I'm st- I got to stick with the Street Profits here. Well, I mean, the only thing, the only X factor in this is uh, the health of Montez Ford, if he even can go after that disaster Ooh. Monday night. And that's my only concern on this thing is that if he can't go then who do they put in in his place because he might legitimately hurt if he goes as much as i love angel garza and i think he's got a bright future in front of him yeah this is not the team to dethrone the street profits 
And uh, I would not, if Montez Ford goes, I would expect this to be really quick with Austin Theory taking the pin as Vin says, look, idiot. This is, you got to, you got to make that catch. I know Seth was supposed to probably trip him, but you got to make that catch. You can't just duck out of the way or whatever the hell happened. But yeah, if it what happens, a horrible, what a horrible uh, circumstance and time to start practicing social distancing. Yeah, that was a, one of the nastiest bumps I think I've ever seen. I hope he's okay. I have my doubts. If it goes down, then yeah, the Street Profits retain. The other tag team match, which is really up in the air, DP brought it up before, is Ms. Morrison, Uso's New Day. I could see this turning into a number one contenders match and not even having, you know, just having Morrison on commentary. Dave, you're shaking your head. Yeah, I mean, Miz, we know he's not going to be there. Uh, you know, I, I could watch the New Day and the Usos go every day of the week. That's always, you, you never get a bad match out of them. Um, I don't know if, are there any other decent tag teams on SmackDown that you can throw into this? I mean, you, you had the, what, in the Elimination Chamber, you had Lucha House Party. Well, that's not going to be good. Ziggler and Rude, who wants, they've got their own problems. So, um, yeah, yeah, Otis they, and Ziggler are in their own matches. So you got Heavy Machinery, two of those teams are already in another match. Right, and I mean, as much as we've seen from the New Day and the Usos, Hell in a Cell and everything like that, I don't think we've ever seen a ladder match between them. And and let them tear the house down. I can't remember a ladder match between them. They've been well. They were involved in a ladder match, but not just a one on one. I think they had the Lucha Dragons were involved in that one where uh, Kalisto did that Salida del Sol off the top of the ladder on Jimmy Uso. Um, they, New Day was involved in that. New Day retained there, but I don't think we've seen a one on one or two-on-two, excuse me, matchup between New Day and Usos. Let them have a ladder match to determine the number one contender. Nobody's going to complain about that. Um, And if it goes down that way, yeah, give me the Usos for the win. AJ, you're shaking your head. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I like the number one contender ladder match for the titles since Miz is apparently sick from everything that we've heard. That would, like you said, we've seen Hell in a Cell. We've seen a bunch of cool things why not a ladder match we know that those guys can go we know that you know crazy things will happen let's see a ladder match for the number one contendership uh, you want to get nuts let's get nuts take the straps off of Miz and Morrison Miz can't go they're out titles go up on the ladders we get the Usos we get the New Day why not Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly come up win the tag titles and they're on Smackdown running the show let's give us something a little weird something a little different I think they could be they would put on an amazing triple threat tag match if we put those two guys in there for sure I I like the idea that's a great idea but I I mean I guess you'd probably want the crowd reaction of the Undisputed Era showing up unannounced like that yeah, that's the only. That's the only. The only. The, the only thing. That's the only. <laughs> my only reluctance with that. But I love the idea, DP. That that'd be awesome. Th- that's a great idea, but I don't know if people watched last week's NXT with Roderick Strong, where when everyone says "boom" during the Undisputed Era's entrance, he said it, and it sounded so pathetic. <laughs> you just you just have him like do the reach out, and it's like, boom. Really, <laughs> really. Uh, you need the crowd. Yeah, who's gonna chant Adam Cole, baby? I mean, come on, it's it's just it's just, everybody it's so in their long. everybody in their barca lounger. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, let's get let's get on to uh, let's get out of the lightning round and move on to some of the title matches that we have left here. I already brought it up, Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan. I got Sami Zayn winning the title here. I think Sami Zayn deserves to continue his Intercontinental Championship, Intercontinental Championship run, and I think the Intercontinental Championship deserves Sami Zayn to continue his run with said belt. Does any of that make sense, DP? I think it makes a lot of sense. I think what makes even more sense is Sami Zayn expanding his uh, artist collective group and getting Drew Gulak to join said group where he turns on Daniel Bryan and joins the team, and that's how Sami Zayn continues to hold on to this title because it just seems, you know, Sami Zayn is playing the opportunist, right, the character where... He's winning all his. He's winning these matches. He beat Braun Strowman because of the help of everybody else. You know, all his mat. He's that character where he's just he's winning based on that. And this would be another opportunity for them to continue that whole character where somebody else helps him win. You know, Daniel Bryan takes out Cesaro, takes out Nakamura, but then isn't ready for Drew Gulak, and and here he comes and takes out Bryan, throws Sami Zayn on there, and he gets the pinfall win and. We keep that storyline going, and you can have Gulak versus Daniel Bryan because they had an amazing match already. Have them feud through the summer. It could be really awesome to watch. Uh, I I would agree with both you guys. I think Sami Zayn retains the title. I, I imagine there's going to be quite a bit of outside interference. I like the idea about Gulak turning on Daniel and joining up with the... Uh, artist collective uh but you know i mean it's just to me it's great just to see sammy back in the ring uh to be finally recognized yeah have him have a a nice long run with the intercontinental championship and uh daniel doesn't need this title and daniel's done some great work i have heard stuff that he wants to scale back anyway the intercontinental championship has always been the working man's championship not a part-timers championship or whatever daniel maybe three-quarter time that sort of thing uh yeah let's let sammy Zayn continue to hold the title it won't be clean. It doesn't have to be clean, but it should be a damn good match. I'll go with Sammy to retain. AJ, last thoughts here? You know tomfoolery, chicanery, shenanigans, whatever you want to call it, is going to be a factor in it. I like the idea of Gulak being cheeky, and since he knows all a hundred and some odd weaknesses of Daniel Bryan, Sammy Zayn retaining sounds like a good idea. I kind of like It's nice seeing the sneaky underhanded cowardly heel in full effect again for a championship all right gentlemen i am going to uh channel my inner leon phelps and it's time to talk about the ladies yeah that sounds good okay uh first off we got charlotte flair challenging rhea ripley for that nxt title dave is it a good idea for charlotte to win this title here and help NXT possibly win a couple nights of the ratings against AEW. No, I don't think a, I don't think NXT needs that kind of help. They they're doing the women's division on NXT is doing just fine. They don't need Charlotte Flair. It makes no sense for Charlotte to take the NXT championship off of Rhea Ripley, who uh, is red hot. I know she was looking forward to that massive moment in Tampa that she's not going to get. But this to me is just this is a match whether it was in front of 80,000 people or in front of uh, eight janitors like they're probably going to have there. It's, it's, it's Rhea Ripley's moment. This is where she solidifies herself as a top-notch contender. She's going to take down Charlotte Flair. She's going to hold on to the NXT championship. 
you could put anybody you want. Short, the only way NXT is beating AEW in the ratings right now is if The Rock shows up on NXT. That's the only way it's happening right now. Charlotte ain't going to make that difference. There's no reason to put the belt back on her. Rhea retains here. AJ, speaking of eight janitors, I always told everybody at work, you can make me the head of the maintenance closet as long as you pay me more. What are your thoughts here on Charlotte Flair possibly winning the NXT Women's Championship? It would kind of be a ratings boost for about 15 minutes. (laughs) I'm not going to deny that, but now Rhea's been showing that she is an unstoppable monster. When they went to Tony Storm saying, oh yeah, Remember when I beat you twice for the the UK championship? All right, yeah, we see how it is. Destroy it, and worlds collide. As much of a name as Charlotte Flair is, I don't see her becoming the 10-time women's champion and two-time NXT women's champion. AJ, the master of the master of the you know women's voices there <laughs> nice accent thank you i uh <laughs> yeah you know he's a linguist <laughs> i don't see you know mr bronca sitting over there with his mop watching the show you know cheering so much when you know charlotte flair wins the title here and, and goes and takes a 10 xt uh, you know i i do like that idea i like having someone like charlotte you know maybe getting a little more of these types of names to nxt to help you know, try and win that uh, ratings war if that's what they want to try and do. I I, I really want to see Charlotte Flair win that because I think it'd be pretty cool to see her on NXT, go back to NXT, and have some matches with some of these other women in that division right now because uh, I, I, I think they could put on some really great matches. But like you guys have been saying, I think Rhea Ripley is just is too hot right now, too on a roll. I think they want her to get that rub of beating Charlotte Flair having that on NXT and I think that helps, you know, the the other women in that division as well when they try and take the title from Rhea Ripley and can say, you know, I took it from Rhea Ripley who, you know, beat took down Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania, it makes it a big deal, right? Kind of kind of that extra rub that you could get from that. So I see Rhea Ripley holding on to this title and them just moving on. Charlotte Flair stays on on SmackDown or or well no, she's on Raw. Take stays on Raw. And Rhea Ripley continues to keep the title and, and move on in NXT. Yeah, I mean, Charlotte Flair absor- absorbs this loss. Everybody wins when Charlotte loses here, right? That's basically what we're saying. And, and that makes sense because the last thing I'll say about it is Charlotte is, is just as Teflon as Roman and Brock. It's the three of them who are foolproof business-wise, uh, even more so than you could even say Becky Lynch. You know, there's three of those people, Roman and Charlotte, and Brock, and as long as they're healthy, they're always going to be drawing more money than anybody else in the entire world. That's my opinion. So let's move on to something that's a little more clouded, and that's the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bayley defending against Sasha, uh, Naomi, Tamina, and Lacey. You guys' thoughts on, do you think anybody but Sasha or Bayley could come away with the title here, Dave? No. Hell, this is an elimination match, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's... it. No. <laughs> You've got to get Sasha and Bailey in the ring at the end of this thing. I, I mean, I, I imagine they will work together for much of the match to eliminate the field. 
it'll come down to those two, and that's when Sasha will show her true colors. And she will, ba- you know, Bailey be like, hey, it's us. Let's get out of here. I'll buy you a beer. And Sasha's like, not so fast. You know, and then she's going to go and, and take the title from Bailey. And then we'll finally get these two building up to a, a proper match, probably at SummerSlam in, in Boston, in the boss's hometown, where they can, you know, tear the house down in a legit match that's going to get the crowd reaction. And that's assuming Bailey can still bring it like she used to. I'm hoping that that brings it out of her. But I think this is the perfect place to switch the belt to Sasha uh, in this kind of environment. And you can get a kind of a, a I mean, Sasha's already a heel, so you can't get a heel turn. But you could possibly flip Bailey back to being babyface if she's stabbed in the back pretty well by Sasha, which I think is going to happen. Nobody else is gonna. Nobody else has got a chance in this match. It, this is all about Sasha and Bailey. The match I think they wanted to do at Mania, but the air quoting prevailing circumstances end quote have fucked that up, and here we are. So I'm going Sasha to w- take down Bailey and capture the SmackDown Women's Championship, and it'll be her first SmackDown Women's Championship, and it and it's time for her. AJ, any female wrestling uh, wrestler impressions for this match? No, I got none. Give me your um, best Lacey. Your best Lacey Evans. Come on. No, because any time you guys I are use, you're just and, nasty. And no, because any time that I use a southern accent, it either turns into AJ or really bad Texas or Kentucky. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I agree that it is going to be the Sasha and Bailey show. I don't know why the other three are even in it. But uh. Let, let, let's go with the DP route. Let's let, let's be cheeky. Sasha does win it, but who cares? There's no one there. Finger poke a doom. Just <laughs> Sweet. keep it going. Play all of the crowd hate it more, and then Bailey starts getting jealous. Where it's Sasha's a better champion. Sasha's putting on all these great matches. Everyone's saying that behind the scenes. All right, now I'm pissed off. Let's fight it. Uh, uh, SummerSlam. So like that, that's how you add SummerSlam, but cheeky WCW stupidity. I like it. <laughs> I like it too. The 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 WCW fan goes to WCW worst finish ever. I love it. I like the idea of Sasha Banks winning this thing here. Um, I, I don't think we're gonna get Sasha and Bailey being the last two though. My my feeling is Bailey's not going to be the one turning babyface. I think Sasha's going to be the one turning babyface here. If they can get that big crowd reaction, if they their Boston thing, the whole you know Sasha coming back to her hometown, I think that's when she would win the title. I think I think maybe towards SummerSlam is when she wins this thing. I think what we're going to have is you know Bailey and Sasha going to be buddy buddy here, take out Naomi, take out Tamina, and then Bailey's going to roll up Sasha out of nowhere. And eliminate Sasha, and she's gonna be pissed off about it. You know, Bailey's gonna continue that heel, you know, BS thing. You know, I'm, you know, I took you out. I had to do it. And Sasha's gonna be the one who's gonna be have to make that comeback and work her way towards the title. I, I don't see Bailey or Sa- I don't see anybody else coming out of it. I, maybe Lacey Evans could could pull off the upset and win it here, but like you guys are saying, the story is between Bailey and Sasha. And that's what we're building towards. We want they wanted to have it here, but they're they're not getting it, and it's going to kind of get pushed towards SummerSlam. But I see Bailey winning this thing, holding on to the title, kind of screwing Sasha Banks over, 
so that Sasha eventually turns kind of babyface on her, gets tired of Bailey's shit, and they have their match at SummerSlam. You guys are so close. You're right. It is all about Sasha and Bailey. And it will come down to Sasha and Bailey and Lacey Evans. And Sasha's going to turn on Bailey, but not before they've eliminated Lacey Evans. And immediately after Sasha turns on Bailey and eliminates her, Lacey gets the roll up victory on Sasha. Sasha Bailey are both losers and have a program set up and an interesting way to do it. And you move on. You made Lacey. She can end up having a storyline coming out of here with Naomi or Tamina to move on to the next people. I got Lacey Evans in a big time upset. That's a little bit of booking by PC Tunney, if you will. Dave, you look like you want to say something to me right now. Other than you're wrong, no. I don't want to say anything else. (laughs) Dynamite dropping, Monty. That broadcast school is really paying off. Oh, my God. At least we had four different... uh... I, I would I would like to see Tunny be right because that would just throw everybody off. And I think it, it I will say this: if there is a third option, it's got to be Lacey. It is not going to be Tamina. Maybe Naomi. I mean, I could see Naomi's a former champion. Maybe they could do something with that. She's got the athleticism to match them. Um, but yeah, Tamina is the one. She should go out first, and then I mean, it's possible. It's not without. It's not completely out of the realm of possibility. But I just think. If they're going to go in any direction of trying to do some longer-term booking, you got to get a Sasha and Bailey angle. And, and maybe you're right, Tony. Maybe they, they, they are going in the path that, you know, Sasha rolls up Bailey and pins her and stands up and gets clocked in the face of the woman's right, and it's all over. I'd be okay with that. Any last That's thoughts on this match, gentlemen? That's all I want to say. I, I just like how we had four different varying opinions of how this is going to end. There you go. Everybody's interested. And nobody said said Sasha was going to smack Bailey in the face with uh, the one-eyed monster, which would, that that would pop a rating. (laughs) It It comes back. It would pop something, I guess. (laughs) Ew. I don't know if I can. Let's talk about the match. I'm here. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm adding content. I'm adding this tremendous content to your guys' show. You know, mine's a train wreck anyway, so no big deal. Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Gentlemen, I want to start with AJ here. What's the ceiling for Shayna Baszler? What's the ceiling you said, or...? Yes, if, if like Michael Jordan indeed said, the ceiling is the roof, what is the ceiling for Shayna Baszler? Going on an impossible run like Becky did or as Bana, or Shayna Baszler did at uh, NXT, that would be kind of cool. And then finally the ending of that title reign would probably be Ronda, maybe, who knows. That being said, though, since I did say title run, Shayna kind of has to win this, even if she dropped the S-bomb on Raw, with everyone being angry about it. I, you made her eliminate every single person in the Elimination Chamber. You're trying to make her be this unstoppable juggernaut. Just give her the title. We all know what's going to happen. And who knows? Maybe my Ronda ideal will play out. Maybe that's the ceiling, and 
she just gets shoved back down to the first floor, but who knows? I'd say the ceiling for this is, is Shayna Baszler at a WrestleMania against Charlotte Flair. She's, I mean, she's already doing this with Becky Lynch, so the ceiling's not much. You can't get much, much higher than main eventing WrestleMania with the title on the line. I don't think we're going to see. If we do get Ronda Rousey coming back, I thought she was going to be back for this WrestleMania. If we end up getting Ronda Rousey back for next year, I could see Shayna Baszler winning this title, holding on to it all the way through the year, and have the two MMA fighters going at it at WrestleMania next year. I could even see that match not for the title. So she doesn't have to necessarily win the title for that to be a, a main event, a great match that we could see at a WrestleMania. So I think the, the sky's the limit for Shayna Baszler. She's already getting her title match and her debut match on a SmackDown or a Raw. And that's about as high as you can get for WrestleMania, having a title match, right? So I feel like she's already there. She's already, you know, proven that she can wrestle some great matches and she's going to bring it to this roster and I think be really awesome. I think everything points to her winning this title, especially with, the rumors of Becky Lynch maybe taking some time off as well, you know, with Seth Rollins. I feel like this is the this is one of those matches that can get away with having a disqualification finish and having this match continue on and go to another pay per view or another pay per view, maybe end with a cage match or some of some sorts or something like that. But Shayna Baszler could easily show some dominance, show a r- aggressiveness, show some of that. Uh, I'll use the ruthless aggression because that's all over the damn commercials that they're showing for the WWE network and have her just beat down Becky Lynch so bad and do something that causes a disqualification. So Becky Lynch holds onto her title. Baszler still looks like a badass, and we can continue this feud. Becky Lynch could call onto the title for another month or two, whatever, and they can keep this feud going because it otherwise, you know, you'd have to find something new to go to right away and they don't need to do that. They could keep this one going for an extra month or two. So, I have Becky Lynch winning by disqualification and holding on to this title. AJ, you have AEW Dynamite on right now and wondering why the fuck Cody's out there with his dog to start the show. Yes, that's why you were laughing. No, I, I noticed you saying WTF and NXT is currently <laughs> on. <laughs> oh, you're I did, okay. I didn't, Sorry. I, I didn't know Farrell was on Dynamite right now. <laughs> yep, there you go. Sorry, Dave. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, I was just gonna say, Dan, give your ring the bell for yourself, please. Oh, I'll always do that. He doesn't get to ring the bell. No, he doesn't get to do the, that. Because I, it's I a show two today, ring, man. I, <laughs> I don't think that this is the play. I mean, if this was normally WrestleMania, then yeah, I think you'd see a title change. This is not where you want to end the reign of Becky Lynch in an empty arena with Shayna Baszler putting her to sleep, and no one gives a shit. Even the eight janitors are going to be out in the bathroom for this match. You know, they're not going to give a shit about this thing. It's not where you want to pull the belt and one of the all-time great reigns in women's championship history like that. I like the idea about Shayna beating Becky down so badly that there's a disqu- or just flat out she just doesn't care. She just gets disqualified in the first five minutes and just keeps beating the shit out. I wouldn't even mind seeing like Ronda show up. To team up with Shayna, just they don't give a shit about the title. They just beat the holy hell out of her. Leave her laying for months. We don't see Becky Lynch for months, and then she comes back, and then you get like a SummerSlam 
mega tag team match like Ronda and Shayna versus Becky and Charlotte or something like that. Then I'm like, okay, that would be a good match. Let them drag this out where you can actually make the title change mean something. You know, when you're going to pull the belt off Becky, have it have it mean something. Have there be some sort of impact, not you know, Shayna put her to sleep and there's crickets and that's that's it. You know, so. I, I like I like Dan's idea about a non-finish here. I think that's a safe way to go. Stretch this thing out. Get back to where you wanted to go. Whether Ronda's involved or not, I think there's a much bigger payoff to have Shayna win this title. And I, I still, I'm not sure Shayna's a proven quantity, commodity in Vince's eyes yet. I'm not sure he's all in on her. I mean, they put her over as strong as possible at Elimination Chamber, that's for sure. But I don't know. I, 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 think, I, think, Shay, I think Becky retains... Uh, by disqualification, but we don't see her for quite some time after this is all said and done. I just think Becky's better chasing, and I think that with things maybe going into a lull for a while or letting, obviously, the summer, whether or not it's pandemic or not, is a lull for wrestling, especially in WWE, right? So what a better time for Vince to see if he's convinced or not. No, nobody? Okay. Um, with Shayna Baszler. <laughs> Was there a question there? <laughs> no. It, never mind. I'll explain it to you guys later. <laughs> Tell you when you're older. <laughs> Shit, if I, think I get any older, time. AJ, I'll be... If I, I get any older, AJ, I'll be dead, so... <laughs> I just don't think... Shayna Baszler is a main event player to circle back to what I thought the ceiling was for her, right? I think that she is perfect for NXT. I just don't think she's a main roster SmackDown or Raw champion. I think she's going to have her title runs, but they're going to be brief, and she's never going to reach the ceiling of of, of Charlotte or Becky or anything like that. She's going to be another one of them to play off of. I got the perfect ceiling for Shayna. Lions Den matches. <laughs> Her and Ken Shamrock can go at it. <laughs> that moron's been running his mouth on Twitter. Anyway, let's talk about a match and an ending, uh, the result of a match that may have been more affected than any other match because of no audience, not the big arena, not the big rub. I don't see Drew McIntyre winning this match now. I think Brock Lesnar continues to be your reigning, defending, undisputed WWE Universal Championship. No, uh, WWE World Champion. Champion. Sorry. Yeah, he held that other red belt for so long, Dave. I lost track. <laughs> it's it's understandable. I I agree. I think this is the match that gets impacted the most by this. That that was going to be Drew's big moment. Um, my my concern is how does Brock win without burying Drew McIntyre? Because you know Brock's probably a big supporter of Drew and doesn't want to do that to him. So how do you get to the point where Brock retains the WWE Championship, uh, but you're left... I mean, there's got to be some sort of controversial finish. There's got to be some sort of a... Contra- you know, something. Something's got to happen that makes it... that leaves that window of opportunity open for Drew to come in later on and beat Brock. Because, yeah, I mean, Brock beating Drew in an empty arena, that's, that's not ideal. I, I mean, I could still see them doing it, but it's certainly not ideal, and I, and I tend to agree with you, Tony, that it just makes more sense. Keep the belt on Brock. This could be another non-finish. I mean, this this is something else where these guys could go to a double countout. They could just end up brawling all through the arena. They get counted out of this thing, and, and we just keep keep this rolling for a while. So 
and, and the more I think about it, yeah, maybe that's the way you want it. That, that's not ideal for WrestleMania. But, you know, unless you're going to add stipulations to these matches, they've left the door open for that kind of a schmoz finish. And if you want to have, you want to stretch this out as well to get that big moment, yeah, have it be a double count out or something. So I'm altering my opinion. It's either going to be Brock, like you say, Tunny, or we're going to get a, a non-finish on this thing. EP? It's, yeah, this is the one. This is obviously the next one we're talking about as well. These are the two biggest ones that are just hugely impacted by what's going on. And it's unfortunate because obviously I, I feel like they wanted this big moment for Drew McIntyre. I think we've talked about this a while back where if, if you're once he won the Royal Rumble, if you're not going to give the title to Drew McIntyre now, when are you going to do it? Or what, you know, what was the point? And this whole pandemic and everything it's just throwing a huge wrench into all of that, obviously. I, I love the idea of trying to get out of this thing without necessarily a winner or having some kind of controversial finish. I want to throw another one of those wrinkles in here where I could see someone like, you know, Ricochet popping in. He had a little bit of a history with these two guys in the Royal Rumble and kind of screwing over Drew McIntyre. Maybe he turns heel and maybe he joins, you know, forces or something, you know, or something just to continue this going on. You know, I don't know. But what I, I feel like they still want this moment, even though there's going to be no crowd there. I still think they want to get this title onto Drew McIntyre for the summer. I think that's what they're going to do. I think it's time, despite the fact we're not going to have that big pop from the audience. I don't think Vince McMahon's necessarily going to care right now. I still think he's going to give this to Drew McIntyre, and he's going to be off and running as the new WWE champion. I I completely agree with DP. There, if you're not going to give it to Drew now, when are you? And you know, so many times have we seen the Royal Rumble winner just kind of be meh in their match with the champion. Like, for instance, Triple H and Roman. No one was invested in that or anything like that. Everyone wants Drew to win. That that that's the happy go home like good feeling match at the end because heck everyone's putting over Drew everyone loves Drew you know the whole th- three two one Claymore country damn that was impressive there he is there's a linguist uh, but I I don't see it ending in stupidity or, or something happening like Heyman tries to interfere or ricochet since he changed his look and got a his beard shaven off or something I don't remember but I don't I don't see any chicanery happening I just think it's like three claymores put down the beast everyone goes home happy on that one <laughs> all eight janitors go home happy. All, after all, that. all eight janitors go home happy. They mopped all the floors. Or hit an option to uh, finger poke a doom. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think Brock's going to blade in like the first minute of the whole thing just to say, fuck you, Vince. We're going to do something fun here. <laughs> He'll just retape it. Yeah. Well, yeah. apparently, wasn't there a story floating around that Brock stood up to Vince behind the scenes about. Not not caring as much as he should have about this whole uh-huh. pandemic. Yeah, that, that, so. that is that is what's going around. Brock getting in Vince's face, and Brock's one of the guys who can get away with that shit. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a very short list there. 
All right, gentlemen, we got one match left to talk about. I think we're going to make that last call. So before we do that, um, I'm PC Tunney. You can follow me at PC Tunney. You can find this show at Podcast DWI. You can find him at It's Me DPP. Uh, they can find the show on Facebook, right, DP? Uh, Facebook.com slash DWI Podcast. And I think we do some stuff on Instagram once in a while. Yeah, sure. If you want to follow it on Instagram, at it's me DPP, you know, especially for you know the Bruce City Wrestling stuff for sure. AJ, where can everybody find you? You can find me on the Twitters at phenomenal AJB. And we saved the best for last. Dave, plug everything. Attitude of aggression. Oh, I got to go and follow AJ right after this is over. But uh, yeah, don't worry about attitude of aggression, AJ. AJ Belas with that Scottish accent, how do you not just jump on that bandwagon? So, uh, as far as attitude of aggression, you can check uh, check me out on Twitter at attitude agg at attitude ag, Facebook.com slash attitude of aggression. You got the website attitude of aggression.com, Instagram at attitude of aggression, all one word. And yeah, cheap plug for the bandwagon nerds podcast at bandwagon yeah, nerds. At Bandwagon Nerds on the Twitter, as we're going to start counting down the best video games of all time. Going to be too much fun. It's not just Ron Jeremy's disembodied penis on the Bandwagon Nerds. Damn Although it, after folks. this, after there this it last is. episode, there it is. We just hit the over on uh, Ron Jeremy's disembodied penis mentions today. We just hit the over. <laughs> somebody call, somebody call my bookie. He owes me. <laughs> somebody call Pornhub. They're giving him shit away for free. Stay home hub, if you will. There you oh, go. Oh, sorry. That's right. No, no, we gotta go the Joey Ryan route. You porn. There you <laughs> Yeah, so and then uh, head on over to thechairshot.com, head to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, and also ewrestlingnews.com. So, gentlemen, one thing left to talk about, and I think it's the biggest story of the card, if you will. So DP, it's last call. Let's go. What do you mean? What do I mean? It's the last thing we're going to talk about. Dave, rumors of I'm Braun here. Strowman, <clears throat> nearly a confirmation of Braun Strowman being the replacement for Roman Reigns. Why don't you kick us off and we'll start talking about this match and the possibility of a title change and we'll bring it all back to Roman at the end here. Well, if it was going to be Roman, then yeah, the title was going to change. If it's Braun Strowman versus Goldberg, are you know? Have, have, has anybody seen anything in Braun Strowman to make you think that they would put the Universal Championship on this guy? He had the Intercontinental Championship for a month, that sort of thing, and then they pulled the belt off of him. Um, it's the Universal Championship, so no one gives a shit if it's on a part timer. It's been on a part timer practically since its inception. So who cares? I, I just if it's Braun Strowman versus Goldberg, I think Goldberg wins this thing and retains the title, and we just go into perpetual universal hi- mode hiatus mode, and and that's all there is to it. You know, it's a shame what happened to Roman. Uh, I think it was going to be his moment to get this back. I mean, you could say that changing the title in an empty arena is great because, as CM Punk says, no one will boo Roman and no one will chant for CM Punk. Maybe the eight janitors would. I don't know. But uh, I just I just think if it's Braun Strowman versus Goldberg, Goldberg's going to win this thing. And uh, that's all I got on it, man. It's uh, <clears throat> I, I, I feel like it's pretty much confirmed that it's going to be Braun Strowman. I don't see them putting really anybody else into this match to make it 
any more entertaining than what it can be in a Goldberg versus anybody match because Goldberg doesn't have, I don't think a Goldberg match lasted over five minutes in any Goldberg match I've ever watched in the history of Goldberg. So having a guy like Braun Strowman, who's a bigger guy who can, you know, match up pound for pound with them and, you know, they can put off some big moves. I'm looking at the WCW guy. He's counting. He's trying to figure out how many, how many total matches Goldberg has had over five minutes. <laughs> he's smiling up. It's going to be zero. And I could see Strowman making this match at least entertaining in a way than what somebody else would do. I like the idea of Strowman winning the title and having Strowman and Roman have another feud going into maybe SummerSlam or whatever because when Strowman kind of first was getting over and Roman Reigns and Strowman had some great matches with each other, we watched one at Fastlane right here in Milwaukee. Um, one of their matches, <laughs> coincidentally, the same time Goldberg won the title, the universal title the last time. Nice. From Tony got a like from the one and only Rattlesnake. Yeah. I got a reply. I got a reply. I got a reply from the one and only Stone Cold Steve Austin as I finally picked up his Broken Skull IPA El Segundo Brewing. It is phenomenal. It's an excellent IPA. I'm so happy it's here in Wisconsin. So, Mr. Austin, I truly appreciate you uh, noticing me, noticing your beer. I appreciate the reply. And uh, I, it, later this evening, I will definitely have a, a, a another sip of that wonderful beer. So, thank you, Mr. Stone Cold Steve Austin, for making my day. Yeah. He definitely he gave thank you, you for that. Oh, yeah. Give me a hell yeah. He gave you a hell yeah. <laughs> he did. That's awesome. <laughs> better than By better than Byron's hell yeah of him, that's for sure. Oh, boy. oh god, let's not talk about that. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know how you I don't know how we continue on with this after that. <laughs> I know that's at the end of the show. Was that last that's call? That's amazing. That that's amazing. <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah, uh I, I feel like uh, they really wanted this, you know, spear versus spear. Roman Reigns kind of getting the, passing the torch of the spear from Goldberg over to Roman. I feel like they still want to get to that. So as much as I want to pick Braun Strowman winning this title, he should have won it a long time ago if they were going to give it to him. I feel like Goldberg's going to hold on to this thing and they can come back to this Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, like you said. How often have we seen the Universal title, especially when you know Brock Lesnar has held it for so long? He's not on TV all the time. I think we can get away with not having it on, especially if we're going to have some kind of shutdown coming up here. Keep it on Goldberg. Let's go back to this match between him and Roman Reigns, maybe at SummerSlam or the next opportunity they get. Goldberg holds on to this thing. Yeah, can't argue with that. Goldberg stays champion. Braun... Is, is he not getting that Intercontinental Championship rematch? Nah. <laughs> or is that or is that his rematch? <laughs> is that is that your biggest concern right now? Is whether or not Braun Strowman's getting a fucking Intercontinental Championship rematch? He he might have done good with it. Who knows? Uh, eh, it's just me being nice. Hey, but Kevin no. Owens is still owed a rematch from Fastlane when Goldberg took the Universal Championship from him. If I'm not surprised. If I'm not supposed to remember Randy Orton RKOing Stephanie for Mania I'm 25, you're not allowed to remember Fastlane. You're right. <laughs> See, hey, that wait, wasn't, hold on. That wasn't since, even there. 
Since Dave gets to talk about all these pay per views, he was at DP and I were there when, when Goldberg beat Owens. Okay, <laughs> we can also vouch for the fact that Jericho's uh, Titantron came on right before the match started too. <laughs> so everybody knew it was gonna fucking happen. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it Roman versus Goldberg makes the most sense if it's SummerSlam, but hopefully SummerSlam. Who knows when it'll happen, but that's Roman's time to get the belt. And uh, going through my head with the WCW thing, uh, there was a match that went on more than five minutes, Starcade 98 against Nash. That was like 20-some-odd minutes. 20 minutes? What was Goldberg doing that whole time? Uh, Getting shocked (laughs) by a cattle prop? Listen, it doesn't... doesn't it doesn't count if they start the match clock when he starts leaving the locker room and walking all the way out. <laughs> Just because it's up there doesn't mean. Fair. Fair. But, uh, yeah, no, that Goldberg has to retain. If they're going to quarantine and keep everyone out of the performance center, that's what they have to do. It makes more sense to have the universally part-time championship go on that hiatus. AJ, let's bring it right back around the horn here. Your last final thoughts here um, as we podcast our WrestleMania preview here, Attitude of Aggression slash DWI podcast. Last thoughts moving into Mania Weekend here. I'm just looking forward to seeing what's going to happen for Mania. I mean, yeah, it's the the eight janitors are going to be in attendance mopping the floors. Who knows, we might see CM Punk like wipe down the floor again and say it's clobbering time because this is a bad mop job. Who knows? But uh, who knows what we'll see. DP, I'm, I'm looking forward to just something different to watch. You know, I, I respect the fact that the tradition has been carried on. It looks like we might take a little break after this. So I'm really just going to appreciate some WWE television. And I'm looking forward to two and a half surprises, not three. Not two. I'm looking forward to two and a half surprises. How big they're going to be, I'm not sure. What do you think, DP? Two and a half surprises. I'm I'm curious what the half surprise is actually before I give my opinion. Well, it's yeah, like Homer well, seeing the fifteen breasts. Oh, okay. That's like if you have have had half as much fun as I had on this podcast, I've had twice as much fun as you did. So, what are your thoughts on final thoughts moving into WrestleMania this week? I have half the brain that you do. <laughs> I used to have that clip. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, honestly. I, I know it's going to be very strange. It's going to be very weird, obviously, with everything going on. It's definitely going to be different. Uh, but like I kind of said at the beginning, I love the fact that we're not going to have a crowd. We're really going to be focused on the wrestling that's going on in the ring. We're not going to be swayed. We're not going to have a crowd that gets tired halfway through this thing or anything like that. Which I may, which I think may actually benefit some of these matches, and may benefit some of the guys who are putting on a great match, and we actually get to watch a great match. I wonder if having this split out is anything that may happen in the future, where we have two days worth of a pay per view. You could sell more tickets, and you don't have to sit through seven hours of a pay per view. Maybe that's something they think about in the future. I don't know, but it would help definitely help. I think crowd wise. Especially because you're not going to have that tired crowd, but are you going to pay? How much are you going to pay to get into WrestleMania if you're not getting a full WrestleMania card? I don't know. But for this weekend, I think it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing some wrestling, and having no crowd there is going to make it really interesting to watch. So uh, just for the spectacle of it, it's a brand new day. 
Dave, why don't you close this show with your imperial wisdom? Uh, imperial wisdom, yeah. More like uh, extreme stupidity. No, you guys have been on the show with me. We talked about it on the Bandwagon Nerds a couple weeks ago. So you guys know I'm adamantly against them going forward with this whole thing. I think this is... What are, what are you doing, Tony? Oh, sorry. I, I think that uh, you know this is not going to be WrestleMania, and 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 I don't I don't have any illusions that it's going to be. I'm interested certainly to see what they do with this whole thing. Absolutely, let's see let's see what they do with the uh, with the event. My thing is like if you're going to call it WrestleMania, I mentioned this last night. I don't know how plausible this would have been. There is nothing going on at Raymond James Stadium. WWE's got plenty of money from the Saudi deal. Why couldn't you just hold it in an empty Raymond James Stadium and build the set like you were going to? Give that back to the fans. At least make it feel sort of like WrestleMania, right? I don't understand why they couldn't have done that. What? Go ahead. They probably probably couldn't couldn't have gotten enough people together at one time to build that. Maybe. I, I guess that's possible. That that's true. I didn't think about that, but I, I still, you know, I I'm curious that like. It was said last night on the uh, on the wrestle talk thing that I was on. It's like there this WrestleMania will always be remembered. It'll go down in history. It'll be the only one that's ever been done like this with no crowd. I mean, you got to assume this pandemic won't last forever. And if it does, we won't be here talking about this next year. That's for sure. But uh, it, it, you got to figure that this is going to be something that no one has ever seen before. It's going to be very unique. This may very well be the last wrestling we get for a while. Uh, you know, who knows what AEW is going to be doing? They're crowning their own TNT champion. And then after that, who knows? But I, I'm going to tune in. I'm curious. I'm interested. I certainly want to see how it all goes down. I wish they were calling it anything but WrestleMania because that's not what this is. But, hey, man, too late to turn back now. You know, it's like this is like on being on Splash Mountain at Disneyland right when you crest the top of that hill and you're about to go down. Say, no, I want to get off too late now. You're about to get drenched. Folks, I hope you've enjoyed yourself. You have just digested another edition of Attitude of Aggression into your ear holes. And you've also been listening to another edition of the podcast known as DW. Uh, in honor of Steve replying to me, somebody take that brick and throw it through that window. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.